I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a Wales, Wales through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Long Night Podcast, and finally, finally, after four weeks, it's over, uh, we have a manager, well, no, we have a head coach, um, Liam Richardson is aboard, Rotherham United, um, and we will, it's just nice to know, to be honest with you, so we'll talk about Liam Richardson, we'll talk about the appointment, and what it could mean for tomorrow, because we haven't got games so quickly after an appointment, maybe not ideal, but that's where we are, um, and yeah. Thank you for being with us. Mick's with us. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all right, mate. A bit of a rush, but uh, I made it just. Yeah, two in two days, keeping keeping us busy, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm just uh, just prepping divorce papers for uh, <laughs> a match tomorrow, another podcast on, on Thursday. Divorce divorce lawyers are always on Friday. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Tom, back with us. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good. Thank Christ it's finally happened. Oh, I know. Hey, Danny's like, how are you doing, Danny? I'm doing very good, thank you. Wonderful stuff. So the appointment's happened, two and, basically two and a half year contract, Liam Richardson has signed. Um, we talked yesterday, mate, I'll start with you, mate, because you talked yesterday that when the, when the appointment finally happens, we will just sort of be more relieved than excited. Mm. Oh, well, that's, why, that's what we said yesterday. You still have the same feeling, just for, happy it's done, or where are you? Yeah, I'm very happy it's done. Really, really happy it's done. I think um, it, it was it, it was a name that was on the list right from the very beginning. And I think when we when we started this um, this run that we've just had prior to I'm a celebrity even starting, I think I think Sam what's his first first second question he asked when he when he came out of the jungle is of who's who's new Rotherham manager and he said. <laughs> Uh, Liam Richardson was one of the names on the list, and he was he was up there. I think in the in the podcast that we we did when we first uh, learned of Matt Taylor's sacking, that he was a name that we were all quite positive about. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's been 
a lot of water passed under the bridge between then and him now being appointed. So I think it's a really good appointment. Um, I'm very, very happy with it. Very happy with it. Um, and, and yeah, I'm relieved. Um, I'm relieved to see what I said I was waiting for was to see him holding that scarf rather than anyone else. Um, so yeah, that that's where the relief comes from my point of view. Uh, but in terms of in terms of how satisfied I am with the appointment, I'm very I'm it's right up there. I'm I'm, I'm pleased with that. Yeah. Mm. Did I say anything at all? That I just waffle for five minutes. Uh, that's not different to normal, is it? To be fair. Yeah, I'm fair. fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Andy P. We've got a little comments. Andy P. Says, "Have we got? Have we got a new one? New day one." Looking forward to this cast Hubbard as well. Usually says good evening, one and all. It's about time. <laughs> Martin Holland says good evening, everybody. The only way is up. Well, it's true. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Wick says evening, everybody. Very optimistic. Um, Scott Grinder says evening all at Chuffing last. I'm happy with this appointment. Needs our support and patience up the Millers. Uh, Dave Lawton says evening all. Happy with the appointment. Would have, would have been four weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Yes. Yeah, and that's look, look, Tommy. It's frustrating that it's taken four weeks. But yeah. the, for, and I, I am, I, I agree, I am with that. But if it turns out to be the right appointment, it's turned out to be the right appointment. If that sort of makes sense, I don't know. What is, where are you in, in terms of the whole situation with the culmination of Mr. Richardson coming in? Um, I think, I think four weeks ago, if you would have said it was Richardson, then you would have been happy, ish. And then mm. I think after a couple weeks, when you know, nothing's really happened and the international break is still happening and Nathan Jones's name gets thrown in the mix and you think, okay, you probably stray away from Richardson. Mm. And then you think about the others that we put... I mean, Eustace ruled us out pretty straight straight away. So, I mean, he was one that was um, pretty much out of the running immediately. And then you you only really left with Rowett and and, uh, and Richardson and Wilder at that point as well. Um, <clears throat> so, out of them three, he's he is a good appointment. Um, yeah, he, he fits the style. He fits the mm. the kind of ambitious, ambitious um, approach. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I think you can be very optimistic about it, but also you can be a bit pessimistic about it. I think. I think looking at the names that we have been linked with, and then having it being four weeks is obviously, you know, four weeks ago we would have had so much more time to and potentially even change the way the last couple of results have gone um but again you can't really look on look at it like that now it's been and gone it, we've got him now we've just got to back him until the end of the season uh and if he's still with us next season wherever we may be mm. yeah absolutely danny just some of your thoughts and feelings same as everybody else's or thoughts um i think if richardson's richardson's name had been the one top of the pile four weeks ago i don't think anyone would have said no um, but I uh, I agree with Tom. You know, it's the fact we've had these bigger names and they've turned us down, and then Richardson has effectively had the balls to take the job. Um, yeah. For me, that is even an even bigger call for us to back him as fans because he's come in and just gone. Yep, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from any challenge, which I know can be a little bit cliche with managers, but. With Liam Richardson, he never shied away from the challenge at Wigan when they changed directors, went into administration, had the points deduction, barely scraped survival in League One, and then he won him the league. You know, mm. so so that that is case in point. He doesn't shy away from a challenge. 
And if we're his next challenge, I don't think he'll shy away from us either. Mm. Um, I only just caught a little bit of his interview with Radio Sheffield before we came on here. Um, and he said, um, however long the Rotherham tenure is, whether it's two days, two years or five years, he's going to give it effectively belt and braces for everything um, and get the best tune he can out of us which I think is quite motivating as fans. Now we've had four weeks of nothing and then suddenly easier going, I'm the man for you, for the job. Mm. Um, and I've just done a bit of research on his tactics and and tendencies for his time at Wigan as well. And it's quite good reading for us, I think, because he likes the high press, which is something we've been mm. calling out for for a yeah. lot longer than four weeks. Mm. Yes, for a lot longer than four weeks. Yes, we have, yes. Um yeah, there's quite a lot to cover from there. I don't know how long we're going to be on for tonight, to be honest with you. Half an hour, an hour, I don't know. We'll see see where we get to. It's a major podcast, so the rules go out of the window, don't they? Um, <laughs> from that one. But in terms of what to expect, Mick, we, we, we played we played his Wigan team quite a lot. for three yeah. times, At least three times we played his Wigan team. Uh, and as other teams that he's coached when he wasn't full-time manager. Um, so I think we have a good idea. They, they were very, very similar to us. There's a reason that us and Wigan went up that season. Yeah, is because we knew how to get the job done and we got it over the line. They were marginally better than us, only by a point or two. But there was there was two similar teams. I, th- I always thought I always thought they were a bit better than us. I know only, only a couple points, but I always thought they had an edge over us. Mm. And I maybe that came down to Liam Richardson and his management style. Um, because I I don't know. I, I did. I just felt they were, they had a, a bit more than us that season. It played out in the, in, in the title as well. Yeah, you could argue with that and and. You know that the it seems to me that Paul Warren and, and Liam Richardson, like you've just pointed out, there play a very similar style. But Liam Richardson set out in life to be a coach. Paul Warren didn't, you know. So at that point, Liam Richardson's further down his coaching career than Paul Warren was, more experienced and um, and arguably better at it because of that. Um, it's what we need. It's what we needed was a young, ambitious coach. And we've talked about we've talked about the Wilders, the Jones, the Eustace, the Rowitz, and, and everybody else. I would have I would take Nathan Jones in a heartbeat. However, however, as soon as a better job came along, he's already proved himself. He's got nothing to prove. Um, he will he will go. Liam Richardson's got something to prove. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's a young coach and he, and he wants to make a name for himself. Um, and and I, I feel from what I've seen of the Wigan. When he when he was managing there, they were they they were exactly the type of team that I want to see from in, in red and white. You know, the high press of his head, um, horrible to play, very very organised. Yeah. You know, just just really really difficult to break down. Um, I'm I'm I, and I keep saying this, and I've said it all season, and I still stand by it. We've got the players to do that. We've got mm. the players to perform at that level already. Um, so. It, it's going to take him a little bit of time to, to 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 change things around, I suspect. But the way some of the players have played this season, it's almost as if they've had a handbrake put on them by Matt Taylor because of the way he wanted wanted to approach games. Um, and when he, when they took that handbrake off, it was high intensity, high press, you know, and and, and a good organisation. So the, the players are there. And, and that seems to me to be the way that Richardson's played previously. So I'm, I'm very, very happy with it. it I, I don't think he's going to be the type of manager either, as I just said there, that's going to jump ship. You know, you appoint Chris Wilder on day one 
and Paul Akinbottom gets sacked at the end of the international break, he's gone, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we've, you know, had that, had that appointment been made, it'd already mm. been out the door. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that from from from, from Liam Richardson. Um, yeah. I think we're going to see a man who's, who wants to take a challenge on us, as already been said, and I will see it as a, a longer term project than you know if if somebody else comes a calling. Mm. We'll see, we'll see, won't we? You know, yeah. He also seemed a very popular guy. I mean, if you listen to anything to do with Wigan, Tom, and anything to do with the journals or the players that have talked about in the past. He seems a popular guy. He seems he seems a, a good guy. So it doesn't seem like the man management skills. We, we from the outside we question Matt Taylor because of his post match press conferences and post match post match comments. There doesn't seem to be any of that from Liam Richardson. He just seems to be clever, in, uh, clever and intelligent from a football sense, but also from, it seems from a personal point of view. Um, and it, for Wigan, it, it played out on the pitch. And so hopefully we would hope that that plays out on the pitch as well because he's got to have a pretty his impact's got to be quick, hasn't it, really? Because we're desperate for points. Yeah, and ha and having said that, I don't think we judge him tomorrow. I think whatever yeah. performance happens tomorrow, it happens, and that's not on him, that's on Carlisle, which, having said that, isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, I think he, he comes across really well in his interviews. I just watched his um, recent one with us, and it, it, he comes across really well. Sounds like sounds like a very well-educated guy. Um like you're saying, clever tactically. I mean, when <clears throat> that League One um, season with Wigan, um, with us, he was clearly the tactical um, head over overworn that season, and you can kind of tell. Um, yeah, no, he, he just comes across really well, but not just, you know, this happy, fun kind of guy. He comes across well, but also, um, what's, a, what's a good word to use here? Quite strict, I don't know. Um, he seems to give across this aura of, you know, kind of non-nonsense. Non yeah, yeah, kind of just, yeah. He's, he, I think he plays the politics quite well, um, so to say. I think he comes across mm -hmm. really quite stern, um, but also friendly. I feel like he'll, he'll be a good man manager in that sense. He'll he'll want his own way of, of play. I, I feel like he's a good happy medium between the last two management mm -hmm. of with Warren and Taylor. Comes as a good happy medium between mm -hmm. them, uh, which maybe maybe is what we need. Um, a guy who's got enough tactical nuance to um, to get us results, but also um, a bit more steel and a bit more grit to him uh, than some that we've had. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a, a good addition. And again, it's. I know. I think. I think a lot of people said it with Taylor last season when he joined. But I think whatever happens, I think we've got to give him a good chunk of time. I don't think it, this is a six-month appointment and then see him gone. I think we've got to give him a good chunk of time, at least a year, two years, however long. Um, he's got to, he's got to be able to do what he wants within the club, um, as every manager should be allowed to do. Um, but yeah, having said that, tomorrow night is not on him, I don't think. No. Having said that though, Danny, I listened, listened, I listened to the interview we did with the club website and one thing that struck me as a difference from Matt Taylor, Matt Taylor came in last year he sort of said that he needed to learn the players, he needed to get to know the players, understand them, and it was going to take sort of time. Liam Richardson has said he's already watched us two or three times live this season, and since the since the sort of deal became closer, he's watched us, and he already knows the players. He already under, he came across that he already understood the players that he had, and obviously some of their strengths and weaknesses. So he's, that is very different to what we heard last year from Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor was much more sort of coy about it, Richardson, sort of, I, I understand what I've got. I understand the challenge. 
he essentially talks about hitting the ground running, which is quite a positive way to speak, I thought. Yeah, it, 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 the way he spoke is a man who's going to try and get the best tune out of what he's got at the minute, um, rather than learning, effectively learning how to play to the player's strengths. He's already learned how he can use the players to his management strengths. Yeah, that's right. Um, and um, yeah, like Tom says, we can't judge him on tomorrow because actually, he's, as far as we're aware, he hasn't had a training session with the players yet. Because um, in an interview he states it were a bit chaotic going up there for a couple of hours. So mm. I doubt he's already got a training session ready to go. Um, he may have seen how Carlisle's conducted training and bounced ideas off each other. The good thing is we're keeping the current staff as it stands for the foreseeable future. So you've got the... Just drop my pen. Whoops. Um, you've got the coaching staff who effectively um, have been with the players all season and then the new guy coming in to oversee proceedings. And I think that's a good thing why he's the head coach and not the manager, because he's effectively the lead person at training now um, and the lead person in the dugout. Whether or not that means we're bringing in a director of football, I don't know. But normally, if you've got a head coach set up at a football club, you tend to have a director of football set up and that uh, medium between the corporate side of it and the coaching side of it. But... That's a conversation for another day because at the end of the day, we don't know what's well, happening. Well, we'll come on to that in a minute, in a minute. Yeah, exactly. But um, the way Richardson spoke, like I say, it, it speaks of a man who wants the best out of what he's got at the minute. I think he might add in January to hmm. uh, facilitate the way he wants to play his football, um, which from what Total Football Analytics tells me, he defends in a 5-3-2, uh, but he likes to push his wing-backs very, very high. Um, so you might see centre-backs getting a little bit isolated, but that might be something for Cam Humphries or Akima Doffin to mitigate themselves uh, if we were to play that. Um, but the way he, uh, he, he high-presses his football is man-to-man, which mm. perfectly suits our midfield because that way of playing is perfect for a three-man midfield. And if we've got Jamie Lindsay, Ollie Rathbone and Christ Tyhe in that midfield, good grief. Like three, three of our most nibbly players, shall we say? Um, so the way he sort of plays his football suits our midfields. Um, it will have to see a little bit of a, a tweak up top because he likes to play two. Uh, so there'll be a little tweak up there. I can see Nombe and Kelly potentially as your front two because they're your more pressing midfielders. John Hugel does it, but when he's told to, Nombe and Kelly sort of do it by instinct. Um, so I'm quite excited to see what happens. He might get a tune out of Lemby Kieser as well because it was a right-back when he was a footballer as well. So I'm quite excited to see what will happen, but I won't judge him by tomorrow. I'll judge him, say, Saturday or after the transfer window when he can really um, put his stamp on training and put it into games. Mm. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. Danny's excited. That's something. That's, that's good. Um, Shell Stone says, you know, if he goes in the dressing room before the game... Um, Scott Grudy says the unveiling was was a bit rubbish from the club, especially when they say we're going to change the football setup. We'll come on to that in a minute. Um, Phil says he may, he might have been thinking he's been out of the game for over a year and nobody's coming for him. Maybe that's a bigger decision. He did say that he had had opportunities to go back into the game over the last 13 months, but some personal life got in the way, essentially, is what he said. I think he just said he wanted to... Um... If effectively be a family man for a little bit and spend some time yeah. with his family before committing to football again, which to be fair, fair play to him. Yeah. He is on Twitter, which is dangerous. Um 
if you're watching this, Liam, uh, followers, subscribe. Um, <laughs> we won't be too yeah. mean if you do, we promise. Yeah, him and his, both him and his, and his missus, I think, are on Twitter. Um, so uh, be kind rather than fans of it goes badly. Uh, Reg says, I hope he interacts with the fans a bit more. I do think we'll see a bit more of that, um, possibly. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's talk about the uh, a few bits pick up, pick up, mate, which is semi semi important. There's, there's the head coach thing, which is for me, but we've never had a head coach before. It's never no. it, John mentioned in the comments earlier, but sometimes clubs change their title for this. And, and, and more modern thinking football clubs, I think, do. But Rotherham United have never had a head coach where it's always been a manager. So that says to me that something I'm maybe not a director of football, but maybe Rob Scott's role is increased because Rob Scott was the guy at the press conference today, not Tony Stewart, as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. So that again is a step away and a step forward to something that's a bit different to what we've done in the past. Uh, or is it just a change in title, mate? We've got all lardy da, haven't we? Yeah, that's us. Look, us in our old championship. <laughs> um, I, I would hope, given that given what's happened and the lack of um information circulating around the club and outside of the club over the past four weeks, I would hope that it, it signifies that either Rob Scott is going to get a promotion um, or someone else is going to come in and form that little barrier between the footballing side of the club um, and and the, the business side of the club um, because the business side of the club has failed miserably over the last four weeks in terms of um, this process. Um, you know, they've kept Richardson Waitley and Richardson waiting for four weeks uh, they've told the fans nothing. They've told the staff nothing. The players nothing. So that that I think that needs to change, and I, and I suspect that that is where this discussion of the restructure uh, is come from, um, because there are some very very good people within that football club, um, and uh, will be hurting, I'm sure, with the criticism yeah. that they've been given, uh, that's been levelled at them. Some of it unjustified, dependent on on who we're talking about. So um, I suspect that. Somebody at that level may well come in, whether it be Rob Scott getting a promotion um, or a sideways move slash promotion, because you would not want Rob Scott taking too far away from the recruitment process. Mm. Um, but then I guess that's partially part of the director of football's responsibility. So, um, or like you said, as John said, it could just be a, a technical thing, given the fact that we've just sacked a manager and now, you know, it could be some sort of. Um, I don't know. So just a naming issue, but whatever. I mean, what we need from Liam Richardson is for him to come in, deal with the players, deal with the football, deal with the games, um, and and have an input into to the recruitment side of it. And then, hopefully, if it is going to be Rob Scott, who seems to me to be an absolutely ideal person for that job, because he's certainly got the ear of Tony Stewart. Um, it would appear, uh, and certainly. The, the remainder of the board because they trust him because of the, you know, his, his experience and the work that he's done. So it, that would seem to be an ideal fit for me, but we'll have to wait and see. But it, in my head, what it does is, is it allows the the coach, the head coach, to to concentrate on what what his job is, which is mm. essentially coaching a football team to win football games. In a nutshell, yeah. yeah. So we'll, to, we'll see. We'll see how that pans out. Yeah, we had a question about what a director of football does. 
So the, the, if you Google it, they say the they're at football works close to the manager, but oversees everything else. Obviously, the medical, physio, physiotherapy, the scouting network, transfer dealings, data analysis. They deal with everything else in football. So the the idea is behind the director of football is that if a manager leaves, it's not a massive problem because the guy sitting above has already got your philosophy in place. He's already got your transfer methods in place. You know, we go for X type of player at X age and things such as that. So that's why people like the director of football. That's why. It is a more modern way of doing things. Um, and it does sound like it perfectly fits what Rob Scott does with a few extra bits tacked on with medical. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, Tom. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in the director of football role <laughs> and such as that. We'll probably need a bit of research that, which is not what we like to do. Um, <laughs> I'll do it. No, uh, I'll do it. <laughs> what, you want, what, you want to be director of football? Or you want to no, I'm not interested, mate. Okay. I'll leave it to you. Yeah, hold Maybe refereeing decisions will suddenly finally start going our way. I'm waiting for a call, mate. I'm waiting for a call from Howard. <laughs> I've not had it yet. Uh, um, yeah, thoughts on thoughts on the, 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 the. Do you think it means anything, Tom, the, the head coach thing, or is it just a bit of a red herring? Because uh, they talked about the restructuring, didn't they? The restructuring was mentioned in yeah. the statement. I just wouldn't look too deeply into it at the minute. I think we've got people, people I mean, We've got a manager now. That's it. Everyone can relax a bit more now. Whatever happens <laughs> in the next three weeks happens. I don't know. I think I think it's a good step though if we do go that way because it makes sense. The club is these past four weeks have shown the club is not well run. It isn't, and it's and it's a fact. And if you get people in place who are gonna start doing a proper job, and by proper job I mean a championship job where they haven't been drafted in for and you know for whatever reason you know they're actual they've got experience at championship level there's this whole look and demeanor of we don't want to be treated as a chat we don't want to be treated as a league one club we want to be uh, treated as a bigger club than that so we've got to start hiring people behind the scenes who know what that's like rather than players themselves i think the whole director of football is a good thing whether or not it happens i don't know but i think that the wording of the um of the release of the manager is definitely or head coach has definitely got people thinking maybe we do need a head coach which will then spur on the um initiation of one whether or not we actually have a plan to bring one in um i think it will spur on the idea that we actually do need one um and notice how i don't say one i think we do need one i think it's gotten to that point where unfortunately tony stewart just can't run the club really anymore and whether or not he stays might might end up being irrelevant if he just hires someone to do his job for him um who knows we'll have to see what direction that takes um but yeah I, i've never really understood it i mean if you if you ask me who any of any 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 club's director of football is i couldn't tell you which that's the point though isn't it yeah which might, be a good thing, might be a bad thing um yeah. we get to see um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think we're finally moving into a way of running the club as a as a business as well as a football club, which I think could be more beneficial. You know, staying in the championship is great. You get a lot of money for it, but if you don't put that money wisely, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm. I think people having people who are going to be able to take that money and do stuff with it. Um I, I just think that's that's the way that we need to start going. Um definitely in regards to Selling players in the past, we've been really careless with it. Sold players for a hell of a lot less than they're worth. 
and we're in a worse place for it. We lose good players for not the right money. Um, take three players that left last season as an example. And you go from there and you just, you know, you kind of think is a director of football going to help with that? Maybe, maybe not. May as well give it a shot. Mm. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. John says, director of football's old new, old news, lads. It's the technical director of the new buzz rule. <laughs> uh, we need a technical director, a sporting director, a director of football. Uh, any, any other ones? Bottle top director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we maybe need to speak to somebody in football to explain exactly what a director of football is. People say, is, is it a modern fad or... Every, all those successful clubs have, have a, a structure. It doesn't necessarily need to be football, football. It needs to be a structure in place that is understandable and relevant to what you're trying to do. And I don't think we have that at the minute. I think it's been Tony Stewart and that's it. That's kind of it. And then Tony Stewart and then a lot full of that is Rob Scott. That's how it feels. Um, we talk about lack of the communication, Danny, that it got, they've got a new manager. But even within the statement to announce the manager... There's even a lack of communication there in terms of restructuring. We're going to restructure it. We're not going to tell you, but we're going to restructure it at some point in the future. So even in the communication, there's miscommunication and not letting us know. It's almost like um, check the fine print and there's a surprise, isn't there? Because yeah. uh, it's like, oh, we've, we've appointed Liam Richardson, fantastic. And then if you read the article, it comes with a restructure of... Um, how did the word is? Was it a restructure? Or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And it's like, wait, what? Um, and, I th- and I think that's sort of got um, the tinfoil hats out because we've had um, little bits throughout the week. Like someone asked Ronnie Moore on Twitter if he wanted to be the director of football. And he went, oh, I'd love to, but they might have someone else already in line for that. Now, a lot of people think, mm, has he got manager and director of football mixed up? But I don't think he did. I think some he looked at the director of football and went, yeah, but they've probably got someone else. Mm. Um, and I do think... Because Liam's been appointed head coach, you know, it's sort of eliminated the need of a first team coach, but he'll sort of have two, have two assistant coaches uh, at this point. That tends to be how a, a head coach operates. It's two assistants rather than manager, assistant manager, first team coach, which is what we had under Paul Warren and um, Matt Taylor as well. Uh, so it just seems to be like there's going to be another little cushion. So there's going to be like recruitment and medical on that side and then the football side of it director of football side, and that takes it to board level, effectively. Um, so it's just someone to oversee um, the pitch side stuff, shall we say, before it goes to board level, whereas before it was just, they all sort of chatted together and then went to board level rather than having that mitigator, which I think is how a director of football works, quote me if I'm wrong. So. Um, but that's my understanding of it anyway. Um, and Rob Scott seems to fit it. Now, I think so whether it's a bump up for Rob Scott and we bring in a new head of recruitment, uh, we'll have to see. But I do think director of football or technical director, as John puts it these days, because we like to keep up with trends, um, <laughs> is the way forward for a successful football club. Because, like, uh, where was the comment? It was from Kelly. 
I think. Where is it? Um, as they said, the business side of the club has run really well. They've just forgotten about the football side of it. There we go. That, that's it. So this is like pulling the football side up now. Um, and fingers crossed, it makes us an effective championship team now. Because Rob Scott was right. We've been in the championship seven of the last 10 seasons. Mm. All right, fair enough. We've had some absolute howlers in those in those championship seasons. But it does speak for itself. Seven of the last 10. It just needs a little bit of a pulling up somewhere, which is probably the playing side of things and the um, selling on of players and making money side of things rather than the uh, business side of the football club, which needs a little bit of help now. And um, I've gone off on a massive spiral just from there's a restructuring happening. Um, But I still think it's a positive. There's a restructuring happening. All right, we don't know what, but it's still a positive because Mm. the club has identified it and gone, yeah, we're going to change that. Mm. Yeah. A people mentioned, I mentioned people like Brecken and people like that. It doesn't really matter who does the job. It doesn't need to be somebody who knows the club. It just needs to be somebody... They often work better where they're a bit colder to the club. Not not necessarily they don't like the club, but because they don't... They're a bit more detached from it. I think that tends to work better on that level. I think the manager's a bit different, personally. I don't know. We will see. There's no point talking. We've, we've seven half this not talking about Liam Richardson, to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, moving back on to him a bit, Mick. Liam, we've confirmed that Carwin, Carlisle, Scott Brown, and Dan Green will be staying on for him. Um, thoughts? Yeah, good. Good. Some continuity for the players. Um, and, you know, Wayne Carlisle's done a really, really good job under very, very difficult circumstances. Uh, they're clearly three of them very, very good coaches. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, no, I have no issue with that. I'm, I'm really pleased and uh, and hopefully they're, they're, they're able to stay on full time and they don't get poached back to down to Bristol Rovers or whatever. Although, given given Wayne Carlisle's um, where he lives, that might that might be a, that might mm-hmm. be something for the, that happens in the future. But certainly in the short term, it's great that they're going to stay on because we need that continuity with the players. Uh, and Liam Richardson needs to be able to have that, those shoulders to lean on, you know, um, coming in cold as he is, straight into the middle of a, of a really, really, or the busiest part of the season uh, in terms of games. He's going to need some people there to uh, to, to, to give him a, a leg up and, and try and instil what he wants into this team. And, and I don't think, you know, I think I think uh, Wayne Carlisle and, and the rest of the, the, the lads are, more than capable of doing that, more than capable. So I have no issue with it. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you expect to see any, any instant changes, Dan? Tom, do you see? Obviously, we'll play West Brom tomorrow. He's, he's, not, he's probably not going to have a training session because I'm pretty certain he hasn't had one today and they won't train on the, on the match day either, I don't think. Um, but then the, he, he, he suppose he's, the only thing he can do is, is the motivational side of things and Gene them up or, or you know just getting them to maybe understand the situation in a bit better and be a, be a leader yeah i can just see him having a talk with him really i, mm. I can imagine considering he's he's kept carl uh considering carl also there i can just imagine him taking it as he usually would maybe giving him a, a slight talking to um yeah i, I don't know I, I don't think there's much he can do really uh in such a short space of time i think i don't think it's tough to say it now being the 11th of december but i don't know how big of a change we'll see until January, maybe, just through, you know, bringing in different players, getting players back from injury. I, I, I can see us because we haven't. I'm gonna get. I might get abused for this. I don't think we've been god awful the last couple of games. 
we've not been there mm. at all. But it's it's tough to say. I don't think we've been nearly as bad as some people want us to be. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say, but I, I just think he'll come in and, and he'll, be, he'll just bring a bit of belief back to the players. I think they were stuck in such a cog turning of not going anywhere. We're not doing anything. We're just going down. This is it. And then to come into the club, I think he seems like the sort of person that will distill belief on them that they actually are good enough. And I think that's yeah. sometimes that's all that players need is just a little bit of belief in them. I think Carlisle's... I think that's what Carlisle's tried to do. A different guy behind behind the yeah. team but he's still part of the same he's still cut from the same cloth as taylor so it's still not going to be as um as he's easy coach, not a manager, isn't he? yeah yeah exactly whereas you know richardson has had a, has had you know experiences of being a manager and it, it, not just a manager but a manager in these situations being in a relegation mm-hmm. fight i know it was league one and and he got sacked when he was in the championship dog fight but He's still, he's still, relegation doesn't change no matter what league you're in. You're still all in it together. You still got the belief of, of this, that, and the other. And yes, some fans have been complaining that we don't, that we, we don't look together. And I, I disagree with that personally. I think the, I think the players are with each other. I just don't think that they're, I just don't think that their confidence is there. I don't think that their belief that they can win a game is there. I think that their desire to, to play and to, and to work hard is there. I just don't think there's any belief behind it. Uh, which hopefully someone someone new will bring in that belief and that and that and get them playing a way that they want to play because as soon as we've started playing a bit more of a higher press, a bit more of a of a direct sort of style of play, maybe not direct mm-hmm. is the key word, but a style of play that Richardson does play, it might give them a bit more belief again. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I I I agree with Danny. I'm. I think it's been so long that I can't physically get excited about a new manager. Putting <laughs> it in perspective, it's 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 it'll be interesting definitely tomorrow night. And but I think I think the key game is Saturday uh, away at Plymouth. I think uh, yeah, it's huge to say the mm-hmm. least. And to get thrown into that for your first proper game, we'll say because I, it's just it's God, it's <laughs> it'll be tough. Four weeks ago, I would have felt confident about well. I don't know if confidence would have been the word, but I would have felt um, assured about what this result would have been on Saturday. Got no clue. Mm. It could be anything. It could be anything from what we've been doing away recently to a completely changed team who are going to try and dominate as much as they can. But we'll see. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? But if we win 2-0 tomorrow night, then we're all buzzing, aren't we? (laughs) Within five points. It's, yeah, it's so funny though, because if we win two, three nil tomorrow night, which you know, touch wood, we will. <laughs> um, you can't. How how can you say? Oh, Richardson's the man here. You, you <laughs> and you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think if if we were to win tomorrow, the only thing we could say is it's new manager boost for the players. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only like we say with with Plymouth, that's the only real way we can judge anything because he's had a bit of training time with them. Mm. Um, and that'll all be West Brom saying on Twitter as well. If we win, it'll just be all oh, new manager bounce. They've got them, uh, mm. you know. <clears throat> John Hensby says, if we win tomorrow, we should make Richardson director of football. I don't think John's a fan <laughs> of <football. laughs> um, We'll just build him a statue out of straw. Not, not quite <laughs> enough for stone. He wins on Saturday at Plymouth, give him anything he wants. Lifetime yeah. contract and a way win of a Royal United will be just. <laughs> Win as well, important. Win. Exactly. Yeah. Has anybody then... seen the, the picture of him on Twitter with a dog collar on? 
Um, Zoe looks like a vicar, Rich, uh, Richardson. No. Yeah, <laughs> I've just seen it on Twitter, and it's just like he's a miracle worker if we stay up, and it's him dressed as a vicar. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, anything else we need to cover from Mr. Richardson? Today's events, anything? I think it's. I don't. Have we talked about? I, I think. I think his style of football is interesting. It's a four-two-three-one, which is what we've been playing, but it's a, it's a different approach. It's a high press, and he's actually come out and said he likes a high press, like you know, man to man. Um, dominate the midfield, kind of get your front line pressing their back line, which can go one of two ways, as everyone knows, is that you can get played around and and it looks embarrassing and, and this, that and the other. But when done correctly, which I think we've got some of the players to do it correctly, mm. and, and, you know, we have been dominating midfields at the start of the season, especially you look at the Leicester and the Norwich games, we, we've dominated midfields. I think if you can get the best out of the squad and the best out of the system that he'll play, which will be the system that we've been playing all season, which hasn't been bad when we've got the right players in there, mm. hasn't been awful, and we get the and we get the press right, and we get the, um, and we get you know, the fans behind him at a home game. One goal is is all it actually takes. One yeah. lucky goal, one great finish. That's all it takes, and the whole stadium will be bouncing. And then you're looking at getting on top of them more, and you're pressing higher, and you know, it's just I've just seen John say that Rooney loves a high press. He doesn't. We all watch that Birmingham game. <laughs> you, can't, you can't high press Brother United though. That's the thing. Yeah, you can't no, high press no. goals. <laughs> but you know, we all watched it. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> um, mic drop, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's a um yeah, we've just we've just got to back his it might not be a smooth process. It might not be a. a I, I hope it's. I hope it is. It might not be a quick process. I hope it is, but it will be. You know, it will be a style of football that I think we'd prefer, and I think yeah. that's all we can really ask for. Because you know, Taylor did try and implement a style of football which nobody was against at the start at the time. Trying to pass, trying to keep more possession, not choose your times when to press. Um, but we just didn't have the players for it. And now we still don't really. We have the players that can press high. You look at Nombe, Appia, um, you, Rathbone, Lindsay. You look at how dominant that midfield can be off the ball. Uh, we've just got to go all out, really, um, and give a Rotherham United performance. Mm. Mm. It's all like positive, isn't it? Make us, yeah. make, make us and, that's, and that's something that we, that's, that's what, what got Matt Taylor's uh, people's on his back really it was the negativity especially away from home that people just you can't live with that um mm. certainly for us you know we look at Swansea for example and this is not just a dig at them but their their identity is they play football they are patient we we would miss we would probably say if we did that we'd say we would be negative but that's what they do for us as a football club it's got we've got it you've got to be on the front foot I'm not saying let's put 10 up top and be gung-ho about it but we've, we've, you've got to have that positive positivity about your play. And that's what Liam Richardson did. It obviously took time, but that's what he did at Wigan, that positive style on the front foot kind of thing. And that's what, that's what we're begging for. That's all we're begging for. Just be a bit more positive, especially away from home. Yeah, and, and also getting getting that ball into the box as well. Across the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that really, really did drop off mm. um, under, under Matt Thaler. So, um and, and he and he did mention that is another part of the way he likes to play in his box his, entries. Did he say or something like that? 
yeah, I can't remember entries into the final third, weren't it, and things yeah. like that, which which we've not been getting. You know, we've just not been getting. So we know we've seen it, and uh, somebody somebody mentioned it earlier on. You know, seven out of the last ten years in this division, and um, teams have, for the for the whole of that time, teams have tried to play out from the back, and they continue to try playing out from the back. And I'm like a broken record, but it, it still remains the case to this day that in the main, the vast majority of them are not good enough to do it, you know, mm. and certainly not good enough to do it for 90 minutes. Uh, they may be successful two or three times a game in breaking down the press. So um, it, it's it, for me, it's the way forward and it's the way that we, it's the way I feel that Robbie and I have played. And I think a lot of supporters feel it that way. So to hear him say that is 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 is. It's great news, and we know it's not just you know trying to win the fans over because we've seen his team to play, and we know that's what they do. Mm. Um, and and I, I'll I'll stand on, and, and I, it's a hill I'm willing to willing to die on. We've got the players to do it as well, so you know. I think the only difference though is that when we used to do this high press and and under Warren, it was more get the ball, you know, this kind of get the ball in the box, uh, mm. cause issues, etc. But I think we've gone for a style under Taylor that means that when we're in possession, we're kind of we're more careful with it. And although mm. that didn't work in the long run, I think in that final third, if we're just a bit more careful with the with the ball, I think if those kind of qualities go across with Richardson, I think you're looking at a you're looking at a, a more solid a more solid attacking play. Mm. I know that you, I know that everyone loves balls in the box, and and that will work. It like it's just defined that it will work. No defender loves defending their own net um but in those moments where you need a little bit more quality a little bit more care with the ball i think we'll be able to find it um or at least i hope we do anyway i think it'll be a bit of a you know hybrid kind of mm. thing it want to press high but when we have the ball you know not be daft with it mm. uh, yeah it's, it's one of those times we'll fool enough brap admit danny but it's, if, if he can get the ball rolling we're playing every every few days between now and January the sixth or whatever, whenever whenever FA Cup first FA Cup game is. So if, if Liam Richard can get a win tomorrow, for example, and build a bit of positive, build a bit of momentum, this could be a really important time of the season to pick up some points and pick up a couple of wins here and there. And he's got to get that positivity as, as soon as possible because of how thick and fast the games come. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Just before um, we talk about the games coming up, in- interesting that as soon as we got announced as the opponents for Fulham, they've won two games 5-0. Yeah, that's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's very annoying. Um, but just looking at the run-in that we've got um, between now and the new year, I mean, it doesn't make for the best reading, to be fair. <laughs> Because um, we've got West Brom, Plymouth, Leicester, Middlesbrough, Sunderland, and then of course Blackburn on New Year's Day. Um, you've got three teams there that are up in the top end of the table. One team who's top of the league, um, and then Plymouth and West Brom are, I believe, they're both like safely mid-table. West Brom mid- playoffs. Yeah, well, well, there you go. That's, an, that's another team in the top half of the table. Makes it even worse. Um, so it's a very tough run in for. Richardson. However, it sort of seems to have come at the best time because we like to play well against teams that are a lot higher in the, than us in the table. Yeah. So if we combine that with new manager bouncing him, putting his own spin on things and getting a tune out of the players, it could prove a little bit fruitful for us or it could be a complete disaster. Okay. <laughs> um, but 
I've got quite a fair bit of confidence that, excluding tomorrow, because he's got no chance of putting his stamp on the team, and it would be pot luck if he gets his first win tomorrow with no training with the squad. Looking from Plymouth onwards, um, it could be opportunity for them to not really know what direction Richardson's going to take with it. Um, and I think with with um, two, three of those games being away, that's Richardson's chance to really attack the away form and get it turning round as well, mm. which would be nice yeah. because the last time he was in this league, he won three away games in a row. <laughs> well, that was something. Imagine, Tom, three. have you heard that three games in a row might save you from this bet? I know. I completely <laughs> forgot about that until you just mentioned it. I actually can't believe I made that bet. <laughs> I can't believe it either. I've forgotten what the bet was. What was it again? If we if we win three games on the bounce, then whoever I made the bet against, I can't remember now. Uh, I had in the comments today, but... Yeah, plus £50 pound towards uh, hospice. But if they don't, then I do. Mm. So our next three games anyway, West Brom, Plymouth and Leicester. Two so of which are away. Three, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's at least two wins in there. And then, you know, <laughs> the third. Yeah. Easy three at Leicester, is that what we're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Away as well. Yeah, <laughs> well easy. Easy. Yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves now, lads. Let's come back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean? I can see playoffs here, mate. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> How many points are left to play for? Is it about like 70 odds left to play for? Uh, just under 30 games, isn't it? I think. So, hmm. a lot of points. Yeah, a lot of points. <laughs> there is a lot of points. We're just going to turn up. I agree with me. We've got players to do it. They just need yeah. manager to get out of them. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Don't know. Anything else for before we finish, boys? Forty-seven minutes. We've got a good whack old else. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm liking Shelley's Mickey take out myself here, uh, saying that Patrick Hugel should be playing up front for now. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Private joke that would appear unless you've been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Phil says, do you think the the back, back one staff will reunite reunite with Matt Taylor? I think at some point they probably will. Probably, mm. oh, certainly Wayne Carlisle. I'm not sure Green and. Brown necessarily, but I'm sure Wayne Carlisle will at some point. There were rumours last week that Richard were bringing his own backroom staff, but obviously that's not panned out yet. Um, the, big, so. the biggest surprise for me is that Wayne Carlisle stayed, I think, mm. with his family being based down in Devon mm. and his previous manager now being at Bristol. It's more well, Bristol Rovers, sorry. That's very interesting that he stayed, whether or not. Um, he wants to help Richardson out for the foreseeable future, give it till the end of the season or what. He's but... technically in contract though, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Uh, and unless Bristol Rovers um, mm. don't want to buy them offers, then they'll stay yeah. put, won't they? Because at the end of the day, we relieve Matt Taylor of his duties, but not the rest of his staff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll have, to wait, we'll have to wait and see with that one. If Richardson gels really well with Wayne Carlisle, then you know it's a match made in heaven. And he has said we've got some talented coaches here. Which, mm. is, uh, which is very much a compliment to the setup that we've got as it stands. But um, you know, we just have to wait and see with it. Doing a quick yeah. search, his previous assistant manager was um, Rob Kelly, who is now assistant manager at uh, Preston. So, although Richardson has a history of detaching from um, the set ways, if you like, yeah. so he was Paul Cook's assistant and then. Didn't join yeah. him at Ipswich and then took Wigan on a very nice run indeed. Mm. Back to the yeah. championship and 
I, I st- I'm still convinced Richardson would have done better if the board weren't such fools at Wigan. Yeah, they were. They, they lucky didn't run club into ground. I know they all mm. virtually have, but they're lucky they didn't run into ground further. Martin Miller says, "Sad to see. Sad that Richardson will likely meet with an empty red seats tomorrow. It probably, but it's only going to take a couple of positive results to get people back in. And that that's Richardson's not an idiot. I, th- I think he will have understood the situation." And probably understood the fans' frustration over the past month. Well, probably his frustration as well. To be interested in it four weeks ago, he'll have been sat around being frustrated as well. Probably, probably. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, it's lit a fire under him. Um, mm. And like, if we if we come out tomorrow firing and getting on West Brom straight away, the crowd the crowd will respond yeah. as as we always do. Yeah. Um, I'm saying he's Cohen Bramall after three minutes, big Brexit tackling to one at West Brom players, everyone's up on the feet. As long as it's not a red so, card. Oh yeah, yeah. As, as long as it's yeah. like within the parameters of the game, just take him out, but win the ball. You know. Yeah. yeah. Finish on Shelley saying that Saturday was very, very quiet. Let's hope tomorrow we make it known that we welcome him here, give the lads some backing. They need yeah. more now than ever if we're to survive. Yes. Yes, they do. Right. Wrap it up there, boys. Thank you for being with us for the Emergency Emergency Podcast. Hopefully, we don't have another Emergency Podcast for quite some time. Um, We're not not doing a Kenny jacket again, 44 days' time. Oh, there's another one. Let's hope not. Um, There's no scout report for West Brom. We haven't been able to organise one else there was, but there isn't going to be one, so sorry, but we tried. The instant reaction will be up very late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, so keep an eye out for that, and then we'll be back to review in full the West Brom game and preview a massive game is Plymouth the South Coast? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A trip from the South Where Coast. else did you think it was? I knew it was I didn't, I didn't realise it was the South Coast. I didn't know if it was sort of the top bit of the sticky out bit. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, what you mean? What you mean? The top, I mean, where Bristol is? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really know where Plymouth is. I know I'm pretty good with geography in terms of other places. I'm not 100% sure where Plymouth is. Though, to be honest with you. The South Coast. Matt, Matt, that yeah, sentence doesn't make sense. I'm pretty good, with, pretty good with geography, but I don't know where Plymouth is. Uh, the southwest is a mystery to me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't go down there. I don't need to go down for the most part. I'm sure, Tom. I'm sure it's lovely down in the southwest. Yeah, but, yeah. The oh. weather is, but it's it's, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know it was. I know it was coastal. I didn't know exactly which coast, but there we go. Yeah, we now know. That's a brilliant navy base for a reason. Good grief, that's brilliant. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't done already, uh, and we will be back very very soon. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Tom. And thank you, Danny. Thank you. Hope you're welcome. Rope the millers. Rope the millers. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 years, Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 